Not worth the time with Wade Taylor. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Not Worth the Time. Woo! It's been a while, it feels like, since I talked to you guys. Had to do a solo pod this last week of her. Who gives F? And now I'm back here just doing the old thing. Hopefully, I snagged some listeners from that and brought them on over. I'm converting you to the not worth the time. You're like, you know what? I like hearing Wade and Nathan talk, but I just need a little more dose of Wade. Well, here you go, guys. You can get it right here. Woo! I just came back from my tour. That was an awesome time. Shout out to all the places we went. Uh, shout out to all the comedy scenes who were really cool to us. Uh, went to Madison, uh, Wisconsin. Went to Princeton, Illinois. Went to Indianapolis. Went to Moorhead, Kentucky. Cleveland, Ohio. Um, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The, all, shout out to all those places. It was a great time. Everybody showed us a good time. Uh, definitely shout out to the Cleveland comedy scene. Uh, we kind of had some hiccups there. And somebody, uh, Amber... Uh, you, you can give her a follow. I'll give her a shout out on her Instagram. Let me look it up. But she was cool enough to get us on a show, uh, when ours kind of fell through. Uh, she was super cool about it. Um, let me look her up. Where Twitter? Yeah, it's Amber made, uh, made a joke. So it's, uh, Amber May, like M-A-E, and then D-A joke. Amber made the joke. So follow her on Instagram. She's great. She uh, runs a bunch of shows there in Cleveland. She's awesome. So shout out to all those places. It was great. I didn't think I was going to get to go on tour for a moment, guys. I was sick. I had to take two extra days of PTO uh, before the tour started uh, because I was literally dying. I was uh, shitting my brains out, as Shakespeare would say. I'm pretty sure that's how he would put it. And so that's what I'm sticking with. I was in a fucking whirlwind of trouble. Uh, I slept for like 48 hours and got up continuously to go to the bathroom. It was bad. It was nothing but water. I ate two loaves of bread because that was like the only thing I could eat that wasn't going to tear up my stomach. I, I did a bunch of bro science and looked stuff up online. It was like, eat bread and toast and that'll help. And I'm like, okay. Uh, I don't know how much it helped, but it, it definitely sucked. I don't know if you know this. You can shit white turds, and that means your gallbladder's uh, acting the fuck up. So that's just a warning. I didn't know that. Now I know that. So uh, if anybody ever runs into that, now you know what, the, what the, your problem is, or at least a potential problem. So go to your doctor. Don't do what I do. Go to a fucking doctor and get somebody checked out, get, get you to check out or whatever. It was bad, though, man. I did not want to uh, cancel that tour, and I was also didn't want to. Yeah, I probably would have tried to go on tour even with it, which traveling's hard enough anyway. I didn't realize how much I've actually like traveled in my life until I sat down and thought about it uh, while I was on the road this last time. I have been in so many car rides. Like my mom, being from Texas, used to make that fucking trip down, sixteen-hour drive with fucking three just unruly kids in the backseat. My parents are fucking saints. I don't know how they put up with it. So. But I've traveled a lot more than I thought, you know, and it's always weird, though. Um, there's always those weird things. I get paranoid about things when I'm traveling. Like, uh, we almost had our car breaking down on the way back, which was fucking just so awesome because uh, we had a sponsored car. 
So we didn't have to brand a car, which was nice. So we uh, we only had to take one per other person's car. We had a sponsored car with our equipment in it. And uh, on the way back, it was decided, oh, if you're not on the gas, the engines just should have shut off. We were panicking because luckily we had made it all the way back to, like, the state of Iowa. We could cross the uh, Mississippi, and then it started acting up. And we were like, well, hopefully you can make it to Des Moines. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing. And also, windshield wipers went out and the headlight. Uh, so just doing so many things to make sure that the last leg of that little trip was going to be uh, a fun ride. And, of course, it was raining, you know. Windshield wipers going out if it's a sunny, nice night. <laughs> a sunny, nice night. <laughs> yeah, you know, when you just have the whole moon lighting up the entire road for you because that's what it does. No, it doesn't. Driving by moonlight, that doesn't work. But, like, we, uh, we so it was raining, of course. So we had to just pull off, uh, and I found out, uh, didn't know this, uh, my own home state, home to the world's biggest truck stop the world's largest truck stop as they call it not the world's biggest that would be such an iowa thing though too if we named it the world's biggest truck stop rather than the world's largest <laughs> that's how we get we got a loophole in the guinness book of world records <laughs> the world's biggest truck stop they already have the world's largest but we got the world's biggest see it's a different adjective so it's different so therefore we hold that title <laughs> fucking so stupid but we have the world's largest truck stop here and we had to pull over and check it out and uh, get Rain-X to uh, put on our windshield so rain would just, like, glide off the back of our fucking car. Otherwise, things would have gotten real dicey. There's nothing... Driving in the rain sucks so hard. Uh, it I feel like rain and, like, me going on the road for a stand-up gigs is, like, just cemented in my comedy so far. I remember when I went and did my first 10 minutes ever. I was, like seven months in the comedy or something like that i had no business going to do this but this, somebody invited us to go do it it was like an it's a cool thing uh shout out to the octopus in cedar falls um the comedy uh, scene up there uh comics uh alex he puts on this open mic uh but he normally invites like some out-of-towners and he gives them more time so like come up and do stuff so like i he invited me and sam to go up and uh do the show and, of course, when we were driving up there, we were already running. I get off work, right? I walk outside. It is fucking downpouring rain. I'm like, oh, it's fine. And I and then it starts. I get in my car, start driving, and it starts hailing. Just fucking hailing. So I pull into the garage at our work. Like, I didn't even make it out of the parking lot. Drove into there, wait for the hail to stop. I'm like, okay, it's kind of past now. Drive to Sam's as fast as I can. This put us, like, 20 minutes behind where we, when we were supposed to, like, get on the road. Head down there, uh, pick up Sam, and we start going that way. And it's kind of clear size. It's sprinkling or whatever, no problem. We're like, cool. Uh, I think we're uh, cool. I don't think we're going to run into anything. And then as soon as we make this turn uh, to start heading north more, uh, we just look up front of us, and there's just dark, dark wall clouds. And we were just like, ah, fuck. And we started driving. You couldn't see, I'm not exaggerating, 10 feet in front of you. That's how fucking hard it was pouring. So we're like texting Alex, telling him, "Hey man, we're we're gonna be there. I swear, we're gonna be there. We're just, we're we're gonna be late though. I, I'm so we're so sorry." And he was like, "Oh no worries." And he's like, "You guys gonna make it? I know the storm's bad." And we're like, "Yeah, we're gonna make it." And we like persevered all that way just to go do ten minutes. Uh, like it was my first ten, so I really wanted to do it. Sam had done a 
a few shows like where he'd done 15 and stuff like that so it wasn't a big deal for him um but we really wanted to go do it and because there's nothing worse than like getting asked to do something and then you have to fucking cancel it unless it's like a family event then you definitely want to cancel anytime you get asked to do family events you're like yeah can how can i weasel my fucking way out of this i need to do this uh i need to get out of this but we we persevered the one thing i will say i always try to keep is like um i've noticed some people do this now and then like a, a better gig or something will pop up and they'll just like the original like they might be booked already and then they'll just um they'll just come in late you know or call and be like hey i'm not gonna be doing this gig because i got i got this other thing it's a good opportunity for me i i guess i'm really on the mindset like i got booked and asked by them first you can't really bail on that unless it's like one of the biggest opportunities of your life i don't see it just feels shitty, and then, like, that person, I think, is going to keep that in the back of their mind every time they book you because they don't want to – they don't want somebody's going to bail on them. So that's why we really wanted to push through that. Plus, we were so new into comedy. We we're just excited to go do comedy in some place other than Des Moines where we'd been doing it for, you know, months at that time and uh, just wanted to see if our jokes could work other places. Newsflash, they didn't. Uh, they didn't work in Des Moines, and they didn't work in Cedar Falls either. Uh, it is, it was rough. It was rough. Uh, but that's what it is. Traveling, man. It always has these fun stories. Um, speaking of fun stories, when this, when this, uh, with this tour, we recorded everything. So I just want to give you guys a little tease. Uh, Prague Media, um, proudly ran by Jeremy Scavo. He recorded everything that went on in this tour. And there's going to be like a docu-series or just like a series about our tour. I hate calling it a docu-series. It sounds so fucking pretentious. I hate that. But it's just going to be a fun, like, just recap of everything that happened with testimonials and clips of the stand-up and just showing what the road was like and all the crazy stories that happened. Um, it's fun. And as more information comes out, when that's going to be dropped and where you can find it at, I'll let you guys know. But that's really fun. So, guys, let's hop into the things I found this week for us to talk about. Speaking of traveling, I found an article here called The Scariest Airports to Fly Into. Uh, flying is fucking terrifying. I don't know how people are okay with it. The ocean and flying are two, like, things that scare the living fuck out of me. They're not natural. Uh, well, the ocean's natural, but it's, like, it's the scariest kind of natural because... Uh, everybody's like, oh, it's so nice and peaceful. It's not peaceful. There's nothing but death happening below that. Pe there's just fish on fish crime happening constantly in the ocean. It is terrifying. Um, they have like a bunch of different airports, but I wanted to talk about this one because it kind of combines my two fears, I feel like, very well. Um, it's called the Prince Juliana International Airport in St. Martin. Um but, okay, so it has a super short runway. It's, like, it's under 8,000 feet, which uh, is fucking crazy. Uh, I think that's, I don't, okay, what is it? So there's 100 yards in a football field. There's th So there's 300 feet in a football field. So uh, what is that? 300 feet. I can't do fucking math. That's why I got a computer with this shit. So there's 300 feet. Um... Let's times that by, like, seven. That's still not enough. Oh, my God. Okay, so it's, like, more than that. So it's, like, 300 times, like, 15. Oh, it's not even that. So it's, like, 30 football fields. Okay, that's more than what I really think. Okay, that's fine. 
Um, but like, so it's, it's, but it's a short one way for a plane. Cause it takes a while for it to descent, uh, you know, to slow down. So you're fucking hitting the brakes hard as you're coming in. But here's the terrifying part of this because, uh, it's so short and everything's happened so quick with it. The airplanes have to fly super low to this, uh, what's, uh, sunset beach. And it, dude, this plane is literally just over top of people. I don't know how you're not in the ocean, not freaking out, like, as this fucking plane's coming in. Like, it just takes one pilot, you know, ha- it's, it's, it's to Denzel Washington this flight. <laughs> well, I don't know. The pilot, he just says that's how the pilot actually happened. It happened at this beach and just fucking dead bodies everywhere. If you go to that beach and you dig in the sand long enough, you can find a human skull from a crash from, like, 30 years ago. The sand is actually made up of grinded human bones <laughs> from plane crashes. But that's just terrifying to me. Like just like crashing into the ocean uh or like the beach even like ah uh, this there's it is a terrifying picture and there's tons of people just out on this beach just having a fucking ball. And there I don't know why you would go to this beach if you know the fucking airplane's going to fly over top of it. It's got to be the worst thing ever. Those the jet engines have to be blowing shit around. It, it's crazy to me. Air France flying in low. <laughs> Air France. It, it jumps lower than Air Jordan. Oh, wait. That's terrible. I know. I hate that, too. But, yeah, there's a bunch of different ones on here. There's some fucking runways on here that are less than 2,000 feet, dude. Like, that's terrifying. That was one of the scariest parts about flying into... um. Hawaii when I went last year my god it scared the shit out of me because like you're on an island and I know the islands are pretty big but the fucking airports definitely you know been built for like years ago so the planes were smaller and shit like that so them coming into those fucking runways it just it looks terrifying when you came into Hawaii because you're just landing on Honolulu and you're just like oh god this runway is too short we're definitely going into the tower Not fun. But, you know, uh, you just got to train your brain to not think about that stuff, which isn't good. Um, Which leads me into my next thing. It's uh, why our brain builds bad habits. And ain't that the fucking truth? Um, I know I have tons of bad habits. I fall back into them so hard, too. So hard. Like, I haven't been, like, being on this tour and just taking care of so much shit lately. Um trying to stay on top of like the website and then my normal job and all that stuff. It's uh added a little like, Oh wait, are you bitching about all the things you choose to do and all this kind of stuff? Yeah, I kind of am, but you know what? I love it. I love doing this stuff. I love being busy. So that's why I like doing this, but I've been falling back into bad habits about like not getting to the gym every week because uh, I've been just putting it on the back burner. So, let's see here. Uh, Where does it talk about? Uh, Habit formation is incredibly useful because it's uh, the conscious mind is the bottleneck of your brain. It can only pay attention to one problem at a time. As a result, your brain always works to preserve your conscious attention for whatever task is most essential. Whenever possible, the conscious mind likes to pawn off tasks to this non-conscious mind to do 
automatically. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So you just got you're trying to train, just carving those pathways. It's like hitting a baseball. You you don't think about the movement like after you do it a thousand different times. You just kind of have the movement down. Uh, so you're focusing on the actual pitch selection or what that guy might be doing. I always bring it back to baseball. Too much time in my life behind playing baseball, guys. But it is what it is. Okay, but what? Uh, let's see here. Like, did I miss the part? Um, let's see. Or habit. It is a behavior. I know what a fucking habit is. Neurological activity in the brain is a high high during this period. During what period? Gotta keep skipping around. Want to? Uh, the first time you come across a problem, you're not even sure how to solve it. Uh, okay. Uh, neurological activity in the brain is high during this period. Uh, you're carefully analyzing the situation. Make sure the conscious decision you make and how you act. Uh, you're taking tons of new information and trying to make sense of it all. Yeah, of course. Why isn't this talking about how bad habits form? God damn it. Okay. Uh, after stumbling upon an unexpected unexpected reward you alter your strategy the next time okay so yeah you probably develop those different strategies and things of that nature um based off of what i'm getting here is like um you fall into bad habits because you get rewards for those oh no this isn't even about bad habits i'm so dumb guys this is this <laughs> my brain is it's not rewarding itself right now it's gonna i'm about to beat the fuck out of my brain for not reading right it's called why is your brain build habits <laughs> this totally makes sense now it's just talking about how your brain carves pathways in order to create different things and it's based off a reward system so you figure something out it makes sense and then you reward yourself because you're like aha i figured it out and you keep it locked in and then you remember that based off of muscle memory or whatever you're doing god i'm so stupid i was hoping it was going to talk about brain <laughs> back in the bad habit i'll tell you what a bad habit i have is guys not reading full sentences and just reading three or four words and going i know what the fucking rest of this is do you know what do you guys know what I'm talking about? You is anybody else do that where you see a word and you read the first two letters of it and you're like, I know what the rest of that word is, and it's not what that fucking word is. You just looking like a dipshit on your fucking solo podcast or you sit in your room and talk to yourself. That's what just happened. Good God. But it's still good. Like it explains why you uh want to build those habits though. Uh, you get the reward from it. That's like why, like it pisses me off when I do fall, like the habit of getting to the gym. Going back to that example, I feel so much fucking better when I'm going to the gym. I don't feel stress or as stress. Um, I'm releasing tension. You know, it's just it. it you feel better, and that's a and that's like the reward system we're talking about. Like when I do that, I feel good. Uh, but you're still always fighting that voice in the back of your head. Like, no, I don't want to do this today. I don't want to do this today. Oh, I don't want to do it. This is dumb. Oh. I hate that fucking part of my brain. It's terrible. But it is what it is. You know, you know who definitely have good habits and they've understand it? It's uh successful people. And I found this next article that I want to talk about which is this is how successful people think about money. And I'm curious about this because uh I I think about money 
the way I look at it is it's totally a, it's it's a resource. And is it a necessary resource in our day-to-day lives now? Yeah, for sure. Like you kind of have to have it, you know. Um but it's it's not the end all be all is like not my goal for it. Like I don't need to have tons of it. I just need to have enough of it to where I can do what I want to do. Um and I think that's where people get caught up in um in uh the the rat race that is collecting money but i also understand it like you'd re- like the more money you have the more like f- a lot of times the more freedom you have the more ability you have to choose things but uh i think the way i think about it is very healthy like it's it, it's a tool that uh really is only assigned value because people decided to assign value to it so that's where it's what it is and how you go about it looking at it that's the way i look at it but let's find out how successful people feel about money i would say there's four different types of career loops or assets uh specialized knowledge financial capital brand uh li- uh legitimacy or the ability to for your skills and assets to widely recognize and then unique networking and strength. Uh, okay. Let's find out. I, I don't need to know. Okay. What, how do, how do people look at money different though? How do success people look at money? Okay. Let's get to the meat and potatoes of this. Um, let me explain one thing that's why be widely networked. Uh, another thing can be strategically networked and, Yet another can have a creative network compounded over time. Okay. Uh, yet another thing to be well respected among the strategies of network is in they are not only you, they are deeply respect you and let you who invest in their company at their terms pay you for your experts. Okay. Uh, respect, respect. This is a loop that enables you other loops. Uh, I didn't put it as one of the four because you can only get, you can't get it after it, wait, wait, and the four, you can't go after it directly. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like, respect is earned, not like, um not just given so you have to you have to earn it so that's why it's not one this isn't really talking about what is this talk think about money okay well i'm trying to find this part where it's talking about money because that's what i want to this is why i got to read this shit beforehand but sometimes it's fun to watch me stammer my way through and try to like speed read this stuff to let you guys know what's going on this is why it's not worth the time guys uh it's, it's sometimes listening to me rambling is definitely not in your best interest, but I'm trying to make this shit funny. Uh, let's see here. These loop reinforce, uh, let's see, there's four different types of career loops. Okay. Let's see here. So we got respect. Knowledge and skill is the best loop to attract the other loops. Financial capital, knowledge, and skill give you opportunities to build companies that no one is building. So, okay. So, hmm, I guess what I'm gathering from this is not one of these assets. You'll need a minimum v- a visible dollar to keep going, but it's not 
to take the job that doesn't remotely increase your specific skill. Okay, so what this is saying is successful people a lot of times, uh, money uh, is a value that you actually have, but it's also more or less you got to take the skills with you. That's actually shit. To go back to, to me talking about this tour I went on. Oh, my God. Wait, you're so posh. You're talking about this tour you went on all the time. Oh, my God. But uh, one thing I, I was talking about, like, I ended up breaking even on this tour, which I thought that's a fucking huge success. For a bunch of, for six dudes who have been doing comedy for various amounts of time, to go out on tour and, you know, spend the money on hotels, gas, and all that stuff, and break even after selling merch and getting people in the door for a few shows where we did get door deals and breaking even that's a fucking giant win and but like the biggest win here is i got a ton of experience and networking like i like i met a ton of comics and connected with them and all this stuff which is great that's un that's just like stuff i'll never uh be able to just get by staying around Des Moines and only doing comedy there. It's like you got to get out and network with people. And then also, like, all the skills I learned um, just by, like, learning how to talk to venue owners, setting stuff up. And I have a lot of that stuff from event management um, experience. But, like, there's still other stuff. Like, I learned, like, I probably need to fucking work on my people skills a little bit. There was a couple times I definitely freaked out on this tour because there was, like, uh, there weren't answers to questions I had and what was going on. And you know what? That's fine. I, and I understand that, like, not everybody's going to have the answers, and it's not not everybody's worried about the same things I am. But that's also why you bring a variety of people on different ventures because they're going to ask different questions. You have different perspectives on how uh, it might go. Um, but then I also got the value of knowing that like my jokes are working. That was one of the coolest parts is I got to actually sit around and know, oh, yeah, all this writing and time and effort I put into this is working and people are liking my stuff. So that's uh, something you can't like buy or invest. Like I invested in myself, which is good. Um, But this article is like really talking about like your value is you. Um, You set that value later on in a company, which is very important or any, any line of work you do. Even if you're an independent contractor, I have a bunch of friends who do that, but they know what their value is so you have to set that value and then also continuously learn from that and ask questions from people and network and learn um because that's ultimately what that's going to be so successful people aren't looking at the act they're looking at a financial outcome because it's an easy metric to measure but you also need to find the value in the other things that you're doing the things you are doing oh shit now that we're done with me talking about nothing when it comes to being successful because god knows i don't know anything about that it's time for misconnections which we're going to help these people be successful and find the people they've missed out on uh this one comes from uh philadelphia that's right pennsylvania baby this one's titled walgreens cute blonde you were working at the register. I came in Sunday to buy eggs. Oh, were they, it was this Easter Sunday. Were you going to dye those eggs? Were you, you going to, you know, dye them, hide them around for the neighborhood kids, even though you're the creepy guy who doesn't have kids, but you wanted these three eggs out? You really wanted to be a part of that? 
I'm sorry. You're just, you're not a creepy guy. It's not. You're, you, I'm sure you're not creepy. It's, you can't be creepy if you're posting a missing connections thing to Craigslist. Nobody's ever a creep on here. Okay. We talked about how cheap they were. Oh, yeah, man. There's nothing more than girls like is when you explain to them how cheap uh, the eggs are. You know, you want to make sure, even though she works there and seen the prices, she want, you want to let her know, hey, these are a steal, right? You better pick up on these, especially with your employee discount. Girl, you're going to have so many eggs. Actually, talking to her about you getting eggs just shows you, hey, I'm willing to make you breakfast in the morning, ma'am. We're going to have a good time. We'll, we'll get, make you know sweet love down by the fire, and then I'll cook you scrambled eggs in the morning because I can't make an omelet. It always turns into scrambled eggs. I'm sorry. No omelet, but that's okay. You had blonde hair and tattoos. I wanted to ask for your number, but I chickened out. If you see this, tell me what color shirt I was wearing and what color my eyes are. Let me tell you something, bro. She's not paying attention to what color your fucking eyes are. Uh, this chick definitely didn't have time to stare at your fucking eyes. She sees hundreds of people a day coming in and out of a Walgreens. Uh, people are buying cigarettes and all shit, sorts of shit. She could, people probably, I would say I remember what people bought when I was a cashier way more than I can remember what they looked like. Also, common theme with all of these. Every time, every week when we do these, the misconnections, how come they're always like, hey, you worked at this place and you worked the register and I saw you and then I chickened out. If you see this, if you know she works there, it's not creepy to go back and try to buy something when she's on her shift, talk to her and be like, hey, uh, I talked to you last time I was here. Uh, you might changing numbers. I Like, the worst case scenario, she just says she's no, and then you just stop going to that Walgreens. <laughs> like, you just can't go to that Walgreens anymore, which is a pain in the ass because you know that's the one you pick up all your prescriptions from. You got to pick up that diabetes medication, you know? You got to get that insulin. I don't know why you have diabetes in my scenario here, but that's just what I'm going with, you know? That's the worst case scenario. You just got to find a, you know, a new place. You got to find a CVS to start doing it. And yeah, it's a little up uh upcharged to go to CVS and get your drug prescription filled, but at least you don't have to deal with the embarrassment of always seeing that girl at the register now that you made things awkward for her. You just have to read the signs. But that's being said, guys, thanks for listening out worth the time. You get to listen to this ep- this stuff this episode, you can listen to this episode anytime now that it's up there. And where is it up at? Punninggame.com. That's right. Every other Monday you can find Not Worth the Time on there. You can also find a slew of other shows and plenty of articles to entertain you for hours of on end. We have over 150 hours of Who Gives That Podcast, which is released every Wednesday. Me and Nathan talking shop, talking about whatever we want. It's a good time. Go check that out. Every Tuesday, you have The Grove Podcast, hosted by Joshua Gladstone and Matt Lamb. It's a blast and a half. If you love conspiracies, they're always putting out good shit. And if you love monster movies, you like horror movies, you like slasher films, you want to get deep dives in what people think about certain flash flasher films, that's a different kind of thing that you definitely don't want to look up online. Uh, but if you want to watch slasher films and no hot takes about them, you want to check out Monster Jamboree every Thursday on punninggame.com, hosted by Eric Bridges and Matt Lamb. It's a great podcast if you love horror movies. And then, guys, you have Pun Pun 
Gaming. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we release a new episode of our Let's Play Game Gaming channel, where we and Jake normally just sit around and play talk, play games and talk shit. We did all just did a whole Mario part, Super Mario Party playthrough for the Switch. It was a blast and a half. Go check that out, guys. Follow us on all social medias except Facebook. Fuck you, Facebook. But you can find us on Instagram. At Punning Game. You can find us at the same handle on Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at WayTaylor underscore WGAF. Uh, you can find all the clips, all different things going on. Find out where I'm doing stand up at. It's a good time. Also, guys, if you want some merch, we have merch now. I'm sorry the plugs get longer and longer every week, don't they? But you can get a t-shirt and shit now. We have Not Worth the Time merch. We got Who Gives F merch. We got Punning Game merch. It's so much fun. You go to teespring.com slash stores slash punning game and you can go pick up some shit there if you want to rep the pods or the website. It's good. Also, use promo code NWTPOD and you get free shipping on whatever you order. So go check that out. Guys, thank you again for listening to Not Worth the Time. I've been Wade Taylor. And remember, switch up that uh, Walgreens prescription to CVS after you try to ask this girl out. <laughs>